All right, everybody. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Buck Puzzler Podcast, where we talk about everything and everything hockey. I am Jeff. Let me say everything all, and everything. All you, said, you, you said <laughs> everything and everything. <laughs> I heard it. You pulled a Kyle. We're going. We're going through it. We're, we're, we're rolling. I was like, we're just rolling with it. So how you guys doing? Pretty good, man. Pretty Living good. Great. Dream. One night we're at a time. How about y'all? Pretty good. It's going we're, right. we're surviving. Can't say we're quite thriving yet, but we're definitely surviving. Surviving for sure. Definitely thriving after that big, big Otters dub tonight. Yeah. Huge Otters dub tonight, yeah. man. Oof. Incredible games. A sellout crowd tonight. Kerry Terrence isn't from Earth, man. He wasn't no. born here. <laughs> no. He, <laughs> he is not he from Earth. He is. Well, do you guys think he could be the next... I'm not trying to say big NHL goalie, but if he's, he's not a goalie, he's not a goalie, or it's hard oh, for him to. It's hard for. Oh, sorry, he's a forward. That's what I meant to say. They say it's hard. It's hard for. Stupid. It's hard for forward to be a goalie. I, well, I mean, they're still flexible. Enough, Dude, oh my right? god! Did you guys see the save that Alex Ovechkin made last night? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Was it pretty? That was a rip on Bobo. It's calling Alex Ovechkin a goalie. Oh, <laughs> I'm fucking. I'm I'm slightly buzzed. Uh, <laughs> I'm mean, shocked. No, really. I, we have to hey, wait. fuck you. Hey, we have to wait four hours for y'all. So what do him and I do? We bond by alcohol. That's, That's true. Because we're what, what you guys go to the game. Him and I sip Jack and Coke and we shoot darts. <laughs> Close enough. Well, tonight we were sipping fucking Calico and Starry. What? <laughs> You mix Calico and Starry? It's actually bomb as shit. You mix a dark liquor with a light, Dude, get, light pot. I will show you right now. It it tastes, in the oddest way, it tastes it's like, like if you're... Pie. No, it tastes like if you're to make, like... I don't know if you guys were ever this level of... By the way, fuck, not sponsored by anybody. Just no. saying. I don't know if you guys were ever this level of bored when you were kids. Did you ever make, like, Sprite floats or, like, CRMS yeah. floats? No. It tastes like that. Because it you get this super heavy vanilla... You get this like super heavy vanilla flavor, and then you get a little bit of the lime that cuts through it. It kind of tastes like a mix between like a Sprite float or like a Seven Up float and a key lime pie. It, it, and it's funny because I physically detest key lime pie. Mm-hmm. Absolutely hate it. But I, this, I was like, I can actually get behind this. Like this is actually really, really good. I mean, yeah. Look at that bartender Bobo coming to the rescue. <laughs> Uh, is don't, it bar- so you don't stick your finger if I'm going to drink that. Grab a uh, ice stick. Stick a dart in it. <laughs> so yeah, just give it a good mix and the big bag in the back. There you go. Sorry, y'all. Ice sticks. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, very unprofessional start here, but typical for us. Yeah, I mean, nice, to, nice to know that we've turned into the Drinking Bros podcast. <laughs> what you boys sipping on? <laughs> That's what we should start every book. Kerry Torrance is... No, my oh, God, no, he's God tier. We just showed Ethan a really insane... like. 100 fucking 2,000 IQ play he had this evening and he, see, was, he saw that hole from a mile away and he took his chance and he fucking committed for sure yeah nah Terrence is Terrence is pretty amazing and and analysis sorry it's not I mean it's not nothing amazing but no it's not but you wouldn't think that it would work and it works really it's really okay. well yeah. together but no Carrie Terrence and the other one that I feel like I should I shouldn't say he's, like, heavily slept on, but I was definitely glad we picked him up was Liam Gilmartin. Yeah, yeah. yeah he had a, he had he had a great two, night. Tonight. I, I was going to ask if he got the Hattie, because I was kind of following. He was so close. I was following on the app, and I saw he had two, and I'm like, will he get the Hattie, or will he I was he hoping they were going to throw him on when we had the, the net emptied, but. 
didn't end up throwing them on the ice. Yeah. No, I'm I'm super happy that we have that we have Gil Martin. He's yeah. he's really really solid. Mm-hmm. And even that uh, Panafemus. He's since he's we, coming around. He's starting to. Yeah. He's finally starting to, to to put some points on the board. He had a goal and a point. He got the first goal yeah. of the night. Yeah, we were as Popo said, we were watching it on the app and we yeah. saw that he had it because Popo was like, "Who the fuck was that?" Like. It's that was like, like, the that, like yeah. that I'm like that's the dude that we picked up after Lavoie absolutely decimated Brissett. Yeah. Which can't wait to welcome give him a nice warm welcome back to Erie tomorrow. Yep. Tomorrow tomorrow afternoon. Oh, Erie, you know so. that's gonna be a fun game. Oh, oh I, play, I plan on pulling a uh, a Johnny hockey back in Calgary and booing him every time he touches the puck. What's <laughs> what time is the game tomorrow? Two o'clock. Two. Damn, I work till five. All right. Yeah, so I won't. I'll be, be there. I was yeah I'll go. Cool. I was telling every time he touches the puck, just send me a send me your booze. I told. Oh, I'm going to. I trust me. I told <laughs> Kyle and Colin. Well, my snap. If I have this fucker and Colin with me to back me up, it's <laughs> so we might get a couple people. Just, just blow me up on Snapchat every I, time he touches the puck. No, I should just make a big cardboard sign that says "Show me your booze." Be <laughs> 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 spelled B O O double S. <laughs> yeah, I told Kyle and Colin at the. Game tonight. I'm like, you better be cheering and booing very loud for me. Wow, since I can't be there, I'm like, you better going tomorrow. Going tomorrow, yeah. Yeah. Oh fuck yeah. Oh fuck yeah, bud. Possibly Sam too. So I I would guess Sam might go. So probably. Yeah. It's gonna be a fun night, man. Fun day, fun Uh, afternoon. Yeah, absolutely. So anywho, we're going. Might as well get into the the OHL while Team Star and get right. Into, into the, the beer. News. <laughs> oh, beer? Um, I mean, sure. Speaking of beer. <laughs> Go um, ahead. Speaking of, like, obviously just this past week they had the um, top pr- prospect game um, earlier in the week. Um, like, that was a, a good um, turnout for all the upcoming, like, Eligible eligible players that are gonna, that are upcoming in this year's draft, um, and um, so that happened. Um, might as well stay with the Otters. Um, they officially announced their tenth coach in their organization. And uh, I just had it. Uh, I can't remember his name. He's up Stan, Stan 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 Miller. I don't think it's Miller. Stan Butler. Butler. Stan Butler. That's it. Um, yeah, I guess he's some like legendary any uh, so he's, OHL he's coach. Coach Brampton slash North Bay for what twenty years. He oh. he was with the Generals first first years. He's um he spent twenty two years in the OHL. Wow. The gen- he's Generals are Oshawa. Oshawa. That's what I thought. Um. So he um he has over seven hundred career wins as a head coach. Holy and shit! Currently, he sits fifth all-time in head coaches for most I didn't know anything about that. Yeah. I knew, I knew, I read somewhere in an article that he's like some legendary OHL yeah. coach. Yeah, he has like 774 career yeah. went behind the bench. The yeah, only ones in front of him, I guess, would probably be what, Hunter is probably uh, one of them. Hunter. I, I couldn't, couldn't tell you I the f- other three, but. We, t- I forget the one coach. It was just recent we were talking about him. It was the Col- Barry Colts' head coach. He oh, yeah, was, that's right. I do remember us talking about that earlier um, in the season. But, yeah. but so he, well, he, I don't think he was there tonight. No. But Well, right now it's because he has to get, like, his the 
U.S. The head coach of Barry is Marty Williamson. Marty, okay. Yeah, so that's the one we were talking about earlier in the season. Um, but yeah, so you Butler. Said Stan Butler. Yeah. He, uh, he will come over eventually. Like right now, he just has to get his U.S. immigration like papers situated, and he'll be over. So, Wes Wolf and Vince Lance will still be in charge. Dude, he has been coaching since 1992. Was yeah. his first season as head yep, coach. Yep. So we weren't even thoughts. Holy shit. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I wasn't even a twinkle in my fucking daddy's eye. Holy <laughs> shit! To be honest, I'm, I would, I'm looking forward to potentially seeing what he he's gonna finally do once he arrives in Erie, and actually gets going with not being the head coach. Mm. So I'm kind of hopeful he'll well, he'll help like get the team like. Undi- like very disciplined. Like, yeah. Well, and actually, back into. Yeah. A I mean, we already saw it tonight. Very, very disciplined game tonight. Played by Erie. Only what three penalties the whole game? Three penalties. But well, two. I mean, two, two of them were two power the game. plays. Uh, yeah. So, think. Stan Butler has one thousand five hundred and eighty-eight games as head coach. Wow. Seven hundred and thirty-seven victories. And so, he's oh, cool. and he's been to the postseason twenty of his tw- of his twenty two seasons. Holy oh. shit! So let me ask you guys this: with the new coach, I know a lot of different sports. When they get new coaches, they start a little rocky or they end a little rocky, depending on how they how their season goes. Well, the Otters have the rocky start and sail through and breeze through the playoffs? Or will they have the rocky ending where they blow it up at the very beginning of the season and then it's all of a sudden they start dropping games and games and games because I mean, we they're not of, used to We have been on a little bit coach. of a rocky start ever since we hired him, but he hasn't been behind the bench for us yet. Okay. So I, mean, I, guess, I guess we'll see once that finally yeah. happens. But Wes and Vince have done an amazing yeah. job so far. Yeah. because that You, know, you, get to, you can tell a difference just... In the yeah, you know what the, the difference morale. is. He actually gets up on the bench and gets in the official's face. I'm like, B.J. Adams just... Yeah. I would say, you know the difference between those two guys? Neither one of them are named B.J. Adams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very true. Yeah, so I'm, I'm excited. Like blowjob Adams over here. <laughs> it's not King. Come on now, calm down. Huh? It's not R.J. King now. Come on, calm down. Very true. No, R.J. <laughs> King is just blind as a goddamn bat. <laughs> <laughs> he, is, he is the most useless official I've ever seen. And then uh, starting with some of our news, on January 22nd, Noah Sador of the Erie Otters gets his first career hat trick against the Flint Firebirds. Noah, let's go, baby. And then um, sticking with January 22nd, rookie Liam Green Greentree of the Windsor Spitfire gets his first career hat trick against the Oshawa Generals. And then going up to um, January 26th, the Peter of Peach shut out the London Knights for the first time since 1997, in a wow. 3-0 victory. That long, it. it I mean, shut. I mean, yeah, shutouts are tough to <laughs> to do. Yeah. But that's kind of really cool. Well, I mean, and London's one of those teams where you don't. They're they're always know. very they're always competitive. They they kind of the Knights kind of remind me of the Flyers, a very yeah. hard hitting, very gritty type of team. I mean, gritty, just a lot slightly younger. gritty, but 
No, they're more than slightly green. But they're like they're, they're just dirty. They're like they're, ru- they're like rub your face into the dirt. And, it, you know. it, it, there's there's a difference between being a gritty team and then being just flat out fucking dirty. I mean, I guess when I think of gritty, I just mean hard hitting and you know fast skating, hard hitting, big goals, and that's kind that, of well. I wouldn't even call that gritty. That's just no. having the drive that a yeah. that a hockey player should. Yeah. And for the fact that Dale Hunter, he himself was, had yeah. played ma- a long career in the NHL, so obviously he has like the value of, of a, as a player, but as a coach. Yeah, well, uh, like I said, you know, it's one of those things when I, the first thing I think about, it, it's a gritty hockey player. I think of somebody like Ovi. Or Tom Wilson, where they're in your. Well, Tom face. Wilson's just a fuckboy. Well, they're constantly. That's all. That's well, all he I is. I know, but it's um, you know, it's kind of like playing one v one defense with basketball. They're always in your face, know your next move, and they're ready to rock and roll wherever you go. No, Tom Wilson. Don't ever do me a favor. Do not ever compare Ovi to Tom Wilson ever again. I won't. There's a reason why Ovi is known as a great ant, and Tom Wilson's just a fucking jizz. I know. Like <laughs> I know. Let's. Let's get let's get the elephant in the room out. Tom Wilson isn't worth well, half a. Okay, fuck. we'll do Ovi and Crosby then. If that makes you feel any better, that's a bit more fair of a comparison. Ovi and Crosby—they're always kind of in your face, ready to rock and roll, and they know your next move, whether you know let's it or see, not. You're comparing one of the greatest hockey players of our generation to somebody who can hit somebody and walk out to the Brendan Lemieux of the Washington Capitals. Very true. Yep. Um, sticking with the Pure Be- Peterborough Pete's um, head trainer and equipment manager Brian Miller celebrated his 2000th career game with the Pete's. Wow. And then um, Willie Cranley of the Flint Firebirds gets his 50th career OHO win versus Hamilton. And then going down to January 27th, Colby Barlow of the Owen Sound Attack played in his 100th career OHO game against the Guelph Storm. And then on January 28th, Taylor Otterchuk of the Erie Otters, so that's today's date, played in his 100th career game against Ki- the Kitchener Rangers. Attaboy. Um, and then for a couple of just big first goals for some new players that have been traded at the deadline, uh, former Mississauga um, Saginaw Spirit Pavel Miktekikov, um, now with the 67ers, Sevens gets his first goal with the new, his new team. January 28th, so again, Ethan Medema gets his first goal as a Kings in front net versus the London Knights. And then Columbus Blue Jackets prospect Luca Baldora gets his first goal with the Sarnia Sting against Saginaw. Saginaw. And then we'll might as well mention this to kind of transition into the NHL news. Owen Beck of the Peterborough Peets makes his NHL debut with the Montreal Canadiens. Sweet. Nice. Nice. Yeah, great. All right, moving on. Kind of, we're going to do a segue into the NHL. Biggest prospect right now, we all know, is Connor Bedard. Dude, he's Um, a stud. He's he's insane. His team, forget, I'm blanking on his team, but... um. His team, you know, had a, a SpongeBob SquarePants theme tonight, and his jersey sold for a grand total of thirteen thousand twenty-five dollars. Holy! Oof. Wow! 
if you go to like the, like the Iriotters games and you see Raffles there and like the Jersey Auctions there, the highest I've seen is maybe like 15. Uh, he currently plays for the Regina Pats of Regina the Pats, du- okay, yeah. of the WHL. WHL. Yeah. It's Regina. Is it Regina? It's Regina. Is it actually? Okay. Mm. Yes. Uh, and then moving on to the NHL for some milestones. Blake Wheeler scored his 900th career point against the Ottawa Senators on January 21st. Blake Wheeler. As well as Cole Smith getting his first NHL goal against the LA Kings on January 21st. There you go. Uh, we, move on. we all know that officially the Vancouver Canucks have moved on from co- coach Bruce Boudreaux. Um, he was fired and Rick Tockett was announced as the new head coach. Literally, like, they give us the same day, or they officially announced it, like, two days later. So what was the reasoning behind him getting fired? Just Vancouver's not playing well. <laughs> Just Vancouver sucks ass? Yeah, pretty okay. much. More, that's pretty so much the story. So they have the Erie Otter syndrome. Yep. Or the B.J. Adams syndrome. Yeah. As well as that, uh, veteran defenders Adam Foote and Sergey Gonchar were named as assistants to Rick Tockett to the coaching staff in Vancouver, which was also officially named Monday. Wow. I think that's a pretty good addition. Oh, yeah. I mean, Gonchar was, one of our Gonchar. Defi- was, uh, was with, once with Pittsburgh for defensive coach for a little bit. Mm. Was he really? Yeah. Yep. I think it was for a couple of our, our cup, one of our cup runs, I believe. Oh, but it might have been both cup runs. No shit. Yeah. I didn't know yeah. that. Yep. Uh, Ottawa Senators forward Josh Norris will undergo shoulder surgery at an undetermined date, but will remiss yeah. the remainder of the season. That's another one. I think he had an injury in the early in the season, came back, yeah. and now he's out again. Similar to Max Pacioretty, who had early season injury mm-hmm. came back and now he's out again for the season. And there was actually just an update that I saw on it that he's going to have an eight to nine month recovery yep. from his second ACL surgery. Yeah. Petrania. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be bad. Brutal. Juna mm-hmm. or Jonah Kopanen of the Boston Bruins scored his first NHL point against the San Jose Sharks on January 22nd. Jonah Kopanen. Yuna. Yuna. Maybe, yeah, probably. Um, but this is one thing we can debate. Uh, Jonathan Tays. They're thinking, they're estimating Chicago would want a second and third round pick, or second or third round pick in exchange for Johnny Tays. Mm, I like this. I, Which, no spoilers, but this kind of settles into our main topic early later on. But Personally, I think he's a good third rounder. I, I really so. do. I think a second rounder. I think, honestly, I think I would say even give him two. Picks for it. I'd say like a second and maybe like a fourth. Second and a third? Mm-hmm. No, I'd say a second and a fourth. Yeah. Uh, well, and that fuck, that kind of ruins one of my goddamn. I mean, it uh, <laughs> kind of brings. Um, just, I mean, just with his age, I just think it's. I, I don't think they should be overpaying. I think there's yeah. a, should be a set price, like, hey, a second and a third, or just a second round pick, or a third round pick. Well, that's kind of why I said third, being his age, but at the same time, he can be. The or let's say maybe like a fourth and a prospect or something. Well, at the same time, <laughs> you know, John Ateas can be one of those center spotlights to where he goes to a team where that has a lot of young kids on it. And he's like, okay, guys, follow me, watch what I do, do what I do, and you'll be great. Like easy, like Anaheim. Yes. Uh, Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Phoenix. Arizona. I yeah. had Phoenix in fucking years. Wow. Yep. Arizona. Columbus. Good is job, another, Columbus is another really young so, team right now. So you guys can kind of get what I mean by the, okay, we'll follow your lead. Yeah. Even if he were to only play like two seasons, retire and step in as a coach, you know, if he goes to Columbus, plays two seasons, and then all of a sudden he's uh, a coach for some part of that team, and he says, "Okay, guys, we're gonna work on stick handling today. This is one of my favorites that I used a lot that worked really well for me." Yeah. 
Uh, speaking of Rick Tockett, we were just talking about uh, his contract is now three years, $2.75 million a year. So he's making more than some second, third-line players are. Yeah. But still, they, they need it, and they need somebody good to keep them intact. Yep. Uh, the Red Wings and Dylan Larkin are still very far apart in quotes from a contract. I want to hear what year. It's via David P- Pagnota of NHL. I kind of want to hear what you have to say about that, Ethan. I mean, it's been in speculation for all season. Yeah. I I mean, I, at this point, I'm not really fucking surprised. I haven't been more focused on where Larkin could potentially go. I mean, there have been a couple of fucking ideas that have come up, even saying sending him down to, like, Nashville or Carolina or even send him out west to a team like Vegas or L.A. or Anaheim or something. But it's more or less, A, who's going to be able to fill his shoes? Because let's be honest with you, Larkin's been one of the best captains that we've had in a long fucking time. Like, don't give me since Zetterberg or Datsuk, if not longer. I'd say since Datsuk. Not saying that I have anything bad against Henrik Zetterberg. He was a great captain. He was a great player. In my opinion, Dylan Larkin has a little bit more drive in him Mm. than Zetterberg did. Now, when Zetterberg was in his prime. Phenomenal, amazing, but he fell off really quickly when he knew he was getting to the end of his tenure in the NHL. Yeah, mm. and I, it was almost like he really. <sighs> fuck, I'm gonna. I'm, s- I just pulled up just for shifting it was the C past captains. Pavel Datsuk was never captain. He was an A. Yeah, I mean, he was an A. I I can't remember who was captain when Datsuk was an A. Zetterberg. Was, was it Zetterberg? Uh, Zetterberg and Lindstrom. That's it. Yeah. I mean, fuck. It's just more or less who's going to be able to replace him on the Red Wings roster as a captain and what other team in the NHL can afford him. Because it's not... <coughs> Sorry. Honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing him in the black and gold. I would love it, man. I would Get Casper Kapanen in the fuck out of here. No offense. I could, I could be okay, one of the Brian Cas- as well. If Casper Kapanen is going to Detroit... It's gonna be. That was Cas- a very nice whisper there. Bro. It's gonna be. If it if it's Casperi Kapanen for Dylan Larkin, it better be Kapanen and like six fucking draft picks because we all you the three oh, the three or that's four. That's why I said I said Kapanen. I'd say I'd be okay with throwing in Brian Dumoulin. <sighs> yeah, I say bring in another uh, actually solid defenseman and Dumoulin. Or even I'm gonna get fucking crucified for this and. I, I'd say even do somebody like Kapanen and Brian Rust. For honestly, Larkin. if honestly, it meant getting Dylan Larkin, I might be okay with saying goodbye to Rust. If it meant yeah. getting Dylan Larkin. Now that you said that, that's kind of... I feel Jake, like... Jake and Bake, no, suck my dick. Sidney Crosby, no. no, suck my dick. Malkin, no, suck well, my dick. Well, if you were to think <laughs> trading... Well, trading, trying to trade fucking Sidney Crosby for Dylan Larkin is not fucking logical. No. Like, That'd be Dylan Larkin's in a league of his own. Sidney Crosby is especially in a league of his own. To be honest, if that did ever happen, Pittsburgh would be making a huge mistake. And you yeah. know, a lot, not just a lot of people, they'd be like, what? And at, that, at that point, 
none of you fuckers I mean, would be able I, to talk shit on me for being a Detroit fan. I'd be mo- I'd be more okay with them getting rid of him in a trade rather than would letting him walk in free agency or something yeah. like that. You know, I'd be Ooh, or Crosby. Crosby. I'd be pissed that we're getting rid of Crosby regardless, but I'd rather see us get something back, such as like a Dylan Larkin and Tyler or Tyler Bertuzzi, something like that, rather than just letting Crosby walk in free agency. Like yeah, we yeah. almost did to Chris Letang. No, I I feel like Am I gonna Okay, okay. I, I got my thoughts together. You sure? No. Um <laughs> Am I going to be upset if Larkin leaves the Motor City? Sure. Yeah. He's a great fucking player. He's the points leader on my team currently for this season. But he... In the end of the day, it's his call. Where If, yeah. he, if he wants to re-sign with Detroit, great. I'm all fucking for it. But if he... If him and Stevie Y and whoever don't Mesh the, don't mesh those gears. I I could see him walking on free agency and somebody pe- sniping him real fucking quick. You know oh, yeah. he's gonna be picked real up real fucking quick. quick. Well, who could you see him going with? That, I was actually just go, I was actually just if about he were to, ask. to go if he were to go free agency, could you see him going with again a younger team as that leader like Columbus or Anaheim? I don't see or could him. you see him going with a more veteran, experienced team such as Pittsburgh or Florida? Well, we were actually just talking about doing Pittsburgh, and it'd be like it would have to be a pretty hardy fucking trade for Dylan Larkin. And I brought up the idea of Casperi Kapanen and Brian Rust. I don't know if Pittsburgh would get rid of Rusty, but maybe they for would. yeah. In case you're wondering why Bobo was asking someone we just just discussed, he walked out of the room for a second, so. Just wanted um, to clear the air there. But yeah, I, I said that I'd be okay with getting rid of Brian Russell. If it meant bringing in Dylan Larkin, I think I'd be okay with getting yeah. rid of Brian Russell. Either that or do Kapanen and like three or four draft picks. I'd say maybe like Kapanen and Zucker. Yeah. Ooh, I didn't yeah. think about yeah. that. I would, I'd rather yeah. lose Zucker than lose Yeah, <laughs> Kapanen and Gino. No, kiss my ass. No. <laughs> like, if I were to choose, like, because Anaheim is rebuilding, obviously. Like their their team is really young. Like bringing someone who has. Oh, can you imagine a forward core with Drysdale, Zegris, and Dylan Larkin? Well, well Drysdale's not a forward. Yeah, he's oh no, on, he's a he's defenseman, on, yeah. isn't he? But regardless, Zegris. I for some reason I thought he was <laughs> a wing. Uh, no, I totally forgot he was a defenseman. Uh, but regardless. Zegris, Drysdale, and Larkin on the same team, sharing yeah. the same ice together. Because right now the like the like two biggest names that like veteran wise like that's on there is Cam Fowler and Kevin Shattenkirk. Well, could you even see him going up to somewhere like Edmonton where they already have a stacked no. team? They can't afford they, him. They can't they, afford they, him. They, they spent half their money that they got on McDavid and Drysdale. I mean, still, do you think if they pulled something out of their ass? I, I no. No, if he were, to go I think it's like tw- I think I saw a, a percentage like twenty-five or thirty percent of their money is going to Evander Kane, Drysaitel, and McDavid. Wow. <laughs> and no, if they were to go, if Dylan Larkin were to go to a Canadian team, there are two, maybe three that come to mind: uh, Vancouver, Winnipeg, and no, no, 
No. I'd say Montreal. Montreal. Yeah. Toronto. Yes. Toronto. Maybe Ottawa. No, Bubba got the, the last one right. Winnipeg. Winnipeg. I'd say Winnipeg, Montreal, and Toronto. Winnipeg, I can kind of see because they're right now they're on the verge of potentially having to do a a rebuild. Rebuild yeah. and do like a like a, like one for one Dylan Larkin for Blake Wheeler. Or Mark, Ooh. Or, or Mark we get there. I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves. Oh, hold on, you. I, I, I don't. I, I don't want. I don't want to smoke. You guys. Oh, I don't want to do no, too no, much no, of this no, talk. Dude, I'm just the main topic. I'm just picturing Blake. I'm just picturing Blake Wheeler in the red and white. Hold on. With he, the fucking I can wing smell wheel smoke. On Hold on, I can, I'm starting to smell smoke from this kid. He's. I smell happiness. I smell smoke and happiness, just like Willie Nelson. That's called marijuana, Bobo. <laughs> um, no, if it if it were a one for one trade for Blake Wheeler and Dylan Larkin, I would be a hundred fucking percent. I don't okay think with either team would do that, but I mean, that's like mm. a one in a million. They'd have to be chance. a little bit more involved. A couple picks, couple prospects here and there, maybe a second player from one at least one side. It would probably. I could see maybe doing like. Larkin and Robbie Fabry for Blake Wheeler, I think would be fair. Or even somebody like I don't know how when his contract ends, he might have just extended one last season for all I know. Even like a like Larkin and Bertuzzi for like Nikolai Ehlers or something. I say God damn it. Both, I think Wheeler is also getting close to the end of his contract. Oh, yeah. If I'm not mistaken, I don't think he's what? he's older this year. Well, why don't we do this? Real quick, let's finish. Let's rattle off the NHL news. Finish off the NHL news, and then we'll let Ethan steamroll into everything <laughs> into else. Into the thoughts, yeah. But yeah, Craig Anderson also had a milestone this week: seven hundred career games played. A couple wow. teams on here that I didn't know he played for. Started off in Chicago, I didn't played fifty-six know games in Chicago, played fifty-three games in Florida. What? what? Yeah. Wow. One hundred and four games in Colorado. Oh my God. 435 games in Ottawa, obviously. Only four for Washington, and now 48 for Buffalo. Yeah, the only one... Glasses are off. Ethan's confused. (laughs) Yeah, the only ones I actually knew he played for was Washington. No, the one that was the real fucking kick in the balls for me was Colorado. (laughs) When the fuck did he play... What was it? 104 games yeah. was called. Uh, when? For Ottawa, for obviously. <laughs> really? <laughs> you don't fucking say. <laughs> say it ain't so, Jerry. Let's I see. will not go. <laughs> what the fuck? God, just like every segment, we go off the fucking rails. He only pl- he played. Uh, okay, <laughs> correction. I go off the rails. Okay. Anderson played in with Colorado in the 09 to the 2011 season. So he only spent two years with Colorado. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, oh, That's before uh, our time, before we really oh, paid attention oh. enough to know every single you know player. Oh, God. Right, I want to play a game with you guys. Top 10 youngest teams in the NHL. If you guys didn't see this, try to rest some of them off. Youngest teams in the NHL. Top 10. Arizona. That's one. Anaheim. Buffalo's one. Anaheim. Florida. Florida's not one. Anaheim uh, is not one. Um, Winnipeg? Nope. L.A.? Vegas. Vegas is not one. Edmonton. The team's only like... F- a- average age-wise. Okay, I sh- sorry. I should have specified that. Average age-wise, youngest teams. Um, Seattle. Seattle, no. Surprisingly. Oh, wow. Chicago? Chicago, no. Surprisingly. Edmonton? Or Somerset? Edmonton. 
is four. Okay. Did we say Montreal? You did not. That is one. Uh, Winnipeg? Winnipeg is not one. Toronto? We're, no. I think we're we already said Toronto. Vancouver? Vancouver is not one. Washington? Nashville? Nashville is not one. Washington is not one. What the fuck? All right, top ten. Come on. Uh, shut up. Shut up. Detroit? Detroit's one. Carolina? Nope. Fuck me, Jerry. <laughs> um... <laughs> Why do you try to make me think when I'm drunk? <laughs> Why? Just seeing you trying to think in general is pretty fun. Fuck you. <laughs> but uh, Linus Olmark made an accomplishment and joined a list that's pretty, pretty, pretty historic. The fewest games to 25 wins. It took him a whopping 30 games to get 25 wins. Oh shit! Jumped into second place, just behind Tiny Thompson with 29 games that in was the 1929-1930 season. Okay. Also with the Boston Bruins. And passing Eddie Johnston, also of the Boston Bruins, in the 1970-1971 season. Wow. And most recently, uh, Freddie Anderson did it last season. 32 games it took him. And then before the season before that, Andre Vasilevsky in the 2021 season took him oh. 32 games. I was say, I thought Vasilevsky was like 36, but it was 32, you said? Yeah, 32. Okay. Uh, some other milestones. Nathan McKinnon scored his 700th career point this week. Uh, Chris Letang, in his first game back since his second injury and had the passing of his father, becomes the first blue liner in NHL history to record a power play goal, a power play assist, an even strength goal, an even strength assist, and an overtime goal all in one game. Wow. I, holy. Five it, points. It was a... It was his. a... Barn burner. Oh, I, I had about nine I strokes had, watching that game. I was like having a stroke watching that game. Like it was. Oh, I'm sure you guys were sitting there having <laughs> several. Yeah. Now we can see why um, you and probably Steve Dale had a meltdown watching the football game last year with um, Toronto and Detroit. Football game. <laughs> football <laughs> game. Ten seven game final. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> the ten set. <laughs> all right. Uh, speaking of Nikola Ehlers, we just were earlier. He has officially became the highest scoring Dane of all time, just finally passing Franz Nielsen to take sole possession of first place. Wow. Uh, there's a small trade between the San Jose Sharks and the Colorado Avalanche. The Sharks required Jacob McDonald and Martin Kaut from the Avalanche in exchange for Matt Nieto and Ryan Merkley. Uh. An injury, big injury, come another one coming out of Montreal, man. They can't catch a break this year. Their number one overall draft pick, Yaraj Sikovsky, out for three months. Oh, I didn't see that one. Yeah. Um, Damn. Well, the only big one I remember seeing from Montreal was the one we covered last week with Cole Caulfield. Caulfield. Yeah. Well, I have a question uh, for you guys. Um, how do you feel about the jerseys? The new, oh, the stadium yeah. series. The stadium series. Honestly, I've seen a lot of people hating on the Washington ones. I like them. I, 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 I like the I Eagle. Like all I'm seeing all over social media, Twitter, Facebook. We wanted to scream an I, I Eagle. People hate them. I well, like, I, I like. What drives me crazy, and I actually got into an argument on TikTok about this because I follow the Capitals on there, mm-hmm. and they posted Ovi wearing the whole fucking stadium series yeah. outfit. I was like, that looks badass. And like, we want the Screaming Eagle. It's like, you got, you got the Screaming Eagle. It's called your fucking reverse retro. You got your first reverse retro and your second reverse retro. It's on both of them. Like, And I think it's on one of their alternates, too, if I'm not mistaken. It is. <laughs> and it's just like... They have, like, nine fucking jerseys that they swap between. I'm like, it's different. I like they it. They actually use their shoulder patch in 
for a change. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another injury. Uh, the Arizona Coyotes defenseman Shane Ghost Bear or Gossage Bear is out four to six weeks. Gus to be here. Gus. Uh, with an upper body injury, out four to six weeks. Uh, some other milestones. Brian Rust has recorded his 300th career NHL point. He's only uh, had 300 points. Yeah, it surprised me too when I saw. I him. I'm like, only 300? I, I, I thought he's a lot older than he is. He is, but he I mean he's he didn't really start developing. He didn't really become a, a big Pittsburgh game until he was like 26, 27. So I mean, that's fair. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks have signed forward Andre Kuzmenko, who's been having a hell of a rookie season. Uh, with to a two-year, eleven million dollar contract, I might be wrong. I'm not sure if Kuzmenko's a rookie. He might be. I'm not 100 percent sure there. Don't quote me on that one. Uh, Luke Phillip of the Chicago Blackhawks recorded his first NHL point against the Calgary Flames on January 26th, and Nick Schmoltz got his first career NHL hat trick against the St. Louis Blues Schmaltz also on January 26th. Um. The Leafs have lost Austin Matthews for at least three weeks, and in exchange for his place in the NHL All-Star Game, they named Alexander Barkov of the Florida Panthers to take his spot in the All-Star Game. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I believe that does it for our NHL news. So. I believe oh, so. Just a fun, kind of fun little fact, fun thing. The San Jose Sharks is the only team in NHL history to <laughs> lose, a, lose a game after scoring an empty netter goal twice in the last three years. My God. I was like, wow, and I thought the Red Wings were an absolute fucking laughing stock of a team. Holy shit. That's what you call a big Two game. empty net goals, and you still lose. Go back down to the minors, boys. And then one major thing, um, one, two things, actually. Um, Chris Neal um, of the Auto Centers, he's officially getting his jersey retired by the Auto Centers on February 17th. Road trip? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Just gotta, get, just gotta get my passport. I'd be down. Okay. I have mine. I'll go. And then Sidney Crosby becomes 15th all-time in points, passing on Stan Mikita. Oh, Stan Mikita. At 1,400 points, 68. Damn. Wow. All right, so... Here for our main topic tonight, we're bringing back something that I think we kind of normally have fun with every season, and that is deal or no deal. Not copyrighted. Well, no rights to us. <laughs> we don't we don't own any rights to that name. But basically, what it is is we mocked the trade period for the NHL. So we. Went through, picked a bunch of teams, bunch of players, picks, all that fun shit, and created these scenarios. And uh, we say, deal or no deal. Whether we agree with the trade or not agree with the trade. So, Kyle is going to start us off. So mine, I kind of had a theme with most of mine here. A lot of mine involved the unrestricted free agents, the ones that will probably most likely be dealt by the trade deadline or the end of the season. So my first one. Involving Boston and Chicago. Ooh, okay. Boston receives Patrick Kane in a third-round pick. Chicago receives Jake DeBrusque, a first-round pick, a second-round pick, and I said maybe throw in a prospect. That's actually a really good one. Yeah. You said a first and a second First, pick? second, and DeBrusque. And DeBrusque. For Patty Kane in a third. I would say... 
to be honest with you, I would say take the third out from Patty Kane and you would be good. Just Patty Kane for those, all those? Yeah, I think that'd be fair because, I mean, he's definitely proven himself. Like, yeah. it's not like he's some fucking scrub just coming into the league. What do you guys, do you guys both agree? I like it. I, 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 I like it. You all say deal? Yep. Yep. Hell yeah. Kind of sticking with Patrick Kane, um, the Blackhawks trade Patrick Kane to the Montreal... I mean, the Toronto Maple Leafs for Alexander Kerfoot, a future prospect, a 2023 first-round pick. Oh! Ooh! Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I, like, I like that one. Okay. I do, too. I, part of me really likes that one. I do like that <sighs> one. Putting them on the line with, like, John, Jonathan Tays and... Johnny, oh. John Tavares in the second line. John, John Tavares, Tavares on the line. Damn. Oh. I'm, I'm going to go deal. Just off the yeah. bat. Just hearing that, I'm going to go deal. I mean, because yeah. Patrick Kane's a winger, right? Yeah, he's yes. a winger. Throw him on the first, line. Throw him on the first line with wing? Matthews and Marner. I think he's, he's a right wing. He's a right wing. He's a righty. Right wing? He's a righty. Throw him on the fr- make him a left winger. Throw him on the first line with Matthews and Marner. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Damn. Yeah, I definitely see on that. Now, mine, I'm going to throw two big names out there. Out. Big names for my first one. Nate Mack in a first round for Sidney Crosby. No. That's not how the two Penguins fans actually had to think about it. <laughs> so it would be, so, you know, coming to Pittsburgh would be Nate Mack and a first round pick of 2023 for Sid the Kid. Honestly? Both, honestly? Both are roughly the same age, same play style. Nate, Nate Mack is young. Yeah. The, the only thing though. I love Sidney Crosby dead. Don't yes. get me wrong. And the only thing holding me back is the fact that it's Sidney Crosby. Yep. He's only been the captain of our team for the past 17 years. Nathan McKinnon's years. only 27. I thought he was older. Okay. Yeah. No, he's literally he's like two years older than anybody in The thing that makes me want to say deal is that age difference. Crosby Sid, being now just turned 35. And Sid's getting close to the end of his career. Yeah. It's just the he matter. said he wants to play at least four more years. That's, that's all fine and dandy, though, but... Who's to say that Nate Mack comes to... Uh, I definitely feel like Bobo has done this one before, but... Uh-uh. Well, here, Did you go back and check to make sure? Okay. No, I... <sighs> Fuck. That, yeah, you know, that's a tough one, man. I would say... I'm going to say no deal for the fact of... Yeah, they're both absolute stud players, but there is still... Even though they're both... Amazing players have a lot of experience in this league. There's too much of a risk of both teams completely falling on their face. Not yeah. saying it's going to be more way, I mean, more the both, way of Pittsburgh. Both players more. have a history of injury too. Crosby a little bit more than McKinnon. Yeah, but, but at the same time, because Pittsburgh will probably be here in the next few years, are going to probably potentially look at having to do a full rebuild because mm. once. Malkin, Latang, Sid, and end up retiring. We're gonna, they're gonna. They oh, they're gonna have to. They, they, they'll have no choice. It's just ultimately. I think I'd take it. I really, really? I think I'd I would take too. It. Just, just, ba- just based on the Sidney Crosby's age. I think I'm gonna. Bo- they both develop pretty much at the same pace. McKinnon is pretty much right at the, the pace that Crosby was at at when. Crosby was McKinnon's age. I mean, yeah, but 
And the fact I'm gonna be the odd one out here, and I'm gonna say I wouldn't take it. And thing I is, would say when when Carl Zeman was McKin- what was Crosby doing when he was McKinnon's age? He was winning those two Stanley Cups. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, like with this trade, you can build a franchise around him, McKinnon, and Gensel together. Like on that first line, it, I don't know. It would diff- if I was the general manager, if I was you know, if I was Ron Hextall, I would, I would very. It'd be very, very difficult to say no to this. Yeah, yeah. it'd well, be very well, difficult to say yes. And, to this. Well, but plus, you would have that first round pick coming in next to. So like your first line could be Jake and Bake. You would then you would have you know Jake and Bake, Nate Mack, and then you could throw Rusty on the first line there. And then have your first round pick maybe be your second, you know, the starter of your second or your third line, where he can kind of get in there and rock and roll. Right, Ethan, what's your first one, man? So my first one is one that has actually been legitimately discussed this season. This is just what I think would be a fair take for it. It's between Detroit and Vancouver. I know where you're going with. We, yeah, we kind of talked. We've about we've that. touched on it. Vancouver is going to receive Tyler Bertuzzi and a third-round pick. Detroit gets Bo Horvat. I'm just going to say, sir, I have one that is very close, very similar. I have, so I have, I have <coughs> some. Um, because I have ten, I can just raffle this one in and kind of, you know. Um, I said Bo Horvat to Detroit in exchange for Dylan Larkin in a third-round pick. Ooh. In my opinion, I don't think Bo Horvat's quite... Well, no. I don't think Larkin's quite worth Bo Horvat. I don't think Bertuzzi's quite worth Bo Horvat. I don't think That's Bo Horvat what... is quite worth Bertuzzi. I <laughs> I, I want to kind of tie mine in as well, because um, I also had Bo Horvat as well. Bo um, Horvat. I said that wrong. I don't think Bertuzzi is worth Horvat. Um, Horvat is traded to the Montreal Canadiens for a 2024 second-round pick, a 2024 third-round and a future prospect. Well, you, you get exact years on your picks. I just said see, Yeah, I just pick. said See, I mine just player for player. I only have seven, so this would give one of mine away. But I straight up said Bo Horvath for Patty Kane. Honestly? That, was, that one's not bad. That's not terrible. That's that's actually all right. Um. So, you'd say no deal on it? On yours? Yeah. For Tyler Bertuzzi for Bo Horvat? You'd have um, to have a whole lot more involved. Yeah. You'd have I would to add throw a, in, like, Elmer Solder Bloom and a, a second and a third round pick. Like, you'd have to throw in a little bit more than just Bertuzzi and a third. I agree That's with fair. Kyle. Yeah, I agree with Kyle. That's fair. Yeah. All right, since we pretty much all threw in and Ethan go again. Actually, no, because me and Jeffy have more. I guess me and Jeffy will just go. Okay. Because I think me and Jeffy are the only two that had the even 10. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have one involving St. Louis and Pittsburgh. St. Louis receives Casperi Kapanen, Brian Dumoulin, and a second-round pick in exchange for Vlad Tarasenko and a third-round pick. Okay. Um. <sighs> honestly. Honestly. I, I like that. I would. I'd do it. Yep. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I'd, I'd say go. Yeah, I would. Um, they're kind of sticking with, I want to stick with kind of Chicago for a little bit more. Um. Blackhawks trade Jonathan Taze for with the Boston Bruins. Um, the Bruins. So they trade for Boston's 
Boston gives up a third round 2023 pick, 2024 third round pick, a 2025 second round pick, and a future prospect. For Patty Kane? For Jonathan Taves. Or Johnny Taves. Who's Boston getting? Or who's uh, who's Chicago getting back? Um, Just a, a future prospect and a bunch of draft picks. Mm, uh, I'm going to go no deal. I at least want a player with my... I know there are a bunch of first or second Honestly, round draft picks. Honestly, I actually think I, I might have to agree with Bob I want a no deal. Yeah. I'd say no deal. I'd I would say just say no deal because would Boston be able to afford to take on Patty Kane's contract? Would they be able to... The, Taves. Taves, sorry. Taves. Regardless, would they be able to afford to re-sign him at the end of the season? Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, regardless, because if I'm pretty sure how it works is if he can straight bought or Chicago still has to pay off the rest of the contract they the do. Yeah. the season. Yep. So, I mean, if, they don't, if it doesn't work out, they're like, okay, we don't want you anymore. Just send him off at the end of the season, go elsewhere. Or even just I would say, <sighs> fuck, but, man. I would say give up. You would have to give up somebody that's taking up a lot of their cap space for him. And, but the thing is, is who? I would say like a David Krejci. Ooh, yeah, yeah. I'd say I'd say Dave Krejci and maybe two draft picks, like maybe like a second and a third yeah. for Patty or for I keep wanting to say Patty Kane, John Taves. Mm-hmm. I think that would be fair. Yeah. All right. Uh, my second one is between Pittsburgh and Washington. Um, John Carlson for Chris Letang. You're so basic. <laughs> you put a lot of thought into these ones, Bobo. Yeah. <laughs> I don't pay attention to a lot of draft picks. I just go player for player most of mine. Honestly, I mean, it's super simple. It's a one for one. I, th- I think like, I have, all of his are like that. Um, 90% of them are. I just go one for one because, I mean, that's just how I've always... I have that. one that's one for one. I have like. Uh, I think I have one that's one for one. I would say John Carlson for Chris Letang. How old is John Carlson is the question. I don't think he's that that old. Uh, Hold on. John Carlson is 33, about the same age as Letang, maybe a year or two younger. Uh, Hold on, hold on. Uh, Letang is 35, I believe, and Carlson's 33. Chris Letang is 35, yes. Letang and Carlson's 33. That man also has three fucking middle names. Christopher Letang, yeah. Christopher Joseph Pierre Irwin Letang. Yeah. They may as well throw a junior at the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just going to say no deal. Yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, no deal. Just the experience that Latang has, the three cups he has under the spell, his belt compared to Carlson's one. I know people always say cups don't show talent, but I yeah. think that's a load of shit. Yeah. So, Ethan. mine is between Minnesota and Pittsburgh. Ooh. think you guys can figure out where I'm going to be going with this. Minnesota is going to receive... Casey DeSmith, a first-round pick and a second-round pick. Pittsburgh is going to get Marc-Andre Fleury in the fourth. Deal. (sighs) Deal. Deal. Take my money. I mean, to be clear, as much as I would love Fleury to come back, yeah, would Fleury be more like that mentor kind of Oh, sure. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> I knew this one was... I got to keep my bias aside. Yeah. Yeah. I think we'd be giving up too much. Yeah. 
only because of the age. The age difference. That's fair. He's what, 38 now? 37, 38? Might even be 39? I think he's like 37. And Casey Nismith is what, 31, 30? Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury is 38. I think DeSmith yeah, is like 34. I'd, I'd Casey DeSmith yeah, Smith is 31. I, I, th- I think even Minnesota would be like, fuck yeah, just because of how much they'd be getting. Yeah. Like, I, just, I just think it's getting rid of well, too much. I'm just looking at more of an experience-wise. You know, I know the yeah, I know don't the, well, the bias me as much yeah, as I would. I know as much as I would cream my pants to get Mark Andre Fleury back in the well, black and gold. Here's my only thing. I'm going. I'm not going off of just black and gold. I'm going off of experience. I know the flower is a few years older than you know. More than a few. Did Smith? Did we say thirty? Yes. Thirty-one. Did Smith? Thirty-one versus 31. thirty-eight. But the flower has all of. The seven years that he was able to absorb, or the extra few years he was able to absorb playing hockey, it's a, okay. Pittsburgh really, really needs that one and two solid goaltender. Yeah, I just biased aside. I'd have to say, I mean, I'd very sadly have to say no deal. Okay, I am. I, ca- I kind of figured. That's not where I thought you were I, going with it, honestly. Neither did I. Really? No, that's not where I thought you were going. I'll be honest. I, th- I mean, I, um, this one. I mean, I might be. Being very fucking uh, biased, not biased. What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. I can't read your fucking mind. I'm, I'm blanking on the word I'm looking for. Uh, but involving Boston and Edmonton, I'm do. I'm gonna fucking have a stroke trying to think of the word I'm trying to think of. But uh, Boston receives Jesse Puljujarvi, Kyler Yamamoto, second, third, and fourth round picks for David Pasternak. Too much. You think it's too, too much? much. Too Way much. too fucking much. I mean, look at how much... I mean, I'm, I'm just thinking, look at in the past how much Calgary gave up, or how much Florida gave up to get Matthew Kachuk. Right. That's all fine and dandy. But um, I would say... I don't know, because then you would have to look at, like we've been saying, you'd have to look at cap space. And can Edmonton afford to have somebody like David Pasternak? You know, so getting rid of two decent sized contracts with Paul Yervi and Yamamoto. <sighs> is I I have no bias here. Uh, <sighs> damn, that's actually no. I would say I would say take two of the draft picks out. Which will, like take out the second and fourth. Yamamoto, PRV in a third for Pasternak? Or maybe throw in a, ba- a draft pick or two on the Boston end? I'd say throw a draft pick on... I'd say throw, like, a second or third on the Boston side. Of Edmonton receiving? Yes. Okay. And then I think it would be a little... Yeah. It would be a little bit more even because for Edmonton to give up two fairly studish players on their team... And three fucking draft picks for one player. To me, that's it's a little bit much. So yeah. I would, as as that is written, I would say no deal. He said, but he said definitely room for possibility to make it work. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, a hundred percent. There's room for for that to a hundred percent work, but yeah. it's it that needs a massive facelift. Like that needs some that yeah. needs some tweaking. We're right, moving on to one of my other ones. Um, the San Jose Sharks trade Timo Meyer 
for a 2023 second round pick to the Buffalo Sabres for Tyson Joyce and Peyton Krebs. Ooh. Honestly, I tried to get a Timo Meyer one to work, but I really couldn't think of anything to get Timo Meyer to work. That's who I was. That I is would, honestly that, not a bad one. That's pretty good. I, Tyson Yost, Peyton Krebs, and what else is Buffalo giving up? Uh, it's just Tyson Yost and Peyton Krebs for... Um, for Timo Meyer and honestly, a draft pick, you said? Yeah, a second round draft if pick. you throw a draft pick in there off for the two players for in the draft. Yes. On Buffalo's end. Yep. Mm, I, would, well, see, I think it's I would kind do, of fair it's, where it's, it is. It's pretty well, I would do like a fourth or a fifth round draft pick just to give them that extra cushion if Fuck they it, were give to them a seventh it. round. Rub the salt <laughs> in the wound. Still, if they were yeah, if they were to need it, give them a sixth or seventh round draft pick just for that yeah. extra quote unquote cushion. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a bad one, Jeffy. I'd, I'd, no, I think I'd take it. I'd take it. Alright. Um, I have another one for one. Weird. I know. Vasilevsky for Bobrovsky. No. 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 Fuck no. We're, can you show me what you were smoking when you made these? Because I would really like some right now. <laughs> I mean, I'm on two and a half hours of sleep, and I did them in the car ride yesterday, coming home from Penn State, so, yeah. If it were... Well, I almost threw in a few draft picks, and I was like, I don't no, know. No, if it were, like, maybe... Vassy and a couple of draft and like a draft pick for somebody like fucking Connor Hellenbuck, maybe. But friggin' Vassy for Bobrovsky one on one or one for one, no, fuck no. Sorry. Yeah, I'm saying no. No, 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 absolutely no disrespect to Bobrovsky, but I mean. Oh no. What Vasilevsky's been, I can't even. I said I completely fucked up. What he's been able to accomplish in just the past three years, absolutely not. Yeah. No. no, I'm sorry. That's. Nowhere near a deal. So, <laughs> my next one is between the Columbus Blue Jackets and the Winnipeg Jets. I might see where you're going with on this one. Columbus is going to receive Nikolai Ehlers and a third-round pick. Winnipeg is going to receive Johnny Goudreau and a second round. Hmm. I thought you were going in a route to uh, trade money back to Winnipeg. I knew yeah, you were going to do something with, John, with Johnny Hockey. I... Ehlers and where, who's going to Columbus? It's uh, Ehlers in a third round going to Columbus and Goudreau in a second going to Winnipeg. I would add maybe another draft pick to Winnipeg's. Well, to... Going to Winnipeg? Yeah. Other than that... That's fair. Other than that, I think it's not. You terrible. think Ehlers is worth Goudreau and two picks? Mm. I mean, that's I mean that's bold. I mean, that's <laughs> I don't know. We didn't know we did a hot prediction at the beginning of the season, but hot take of the season right there. <laughs> there's that's very similar to the one you gave when you said for me with Boston with Pasternak. There's definitely room for to make that Tweaking. deal work, and but that specifically. It's it'd be a toss. It's a toss in the air. I don't know if I can really say I, deal or no deal. Yeah, it's tough. I, in I, the end, I think I. I I was sitting there when I was writing these. In the end, day. I think I might say deal. I. But it would definitely take some very heavy it, considering. Yeah. I throwing when I was, throwing numbers out there, doing some math. You know. When I was writing these. Yeah. <laughs> when I was writing these yesterday, I was sitting there. That one stumped me pretty good. I was sitting there. I'm like. 
You did it yourself, and you're like, hmm. I'm like, I don't even know what I would fucking pick. That's kind of why was, when I was doing these lists, I was like, what would I do if I was in this Oh, city? I sat there for probably 30, 40 minutes on just that one where I'm like, <laughs> who would I pick? Right. Next for me, involving Chicago and the Rangers. Chicago receives Alexis Lavernier, a third-round pick, and a fifth-round pick in exchange for Jonathan Taze. Ooh. Oh shit. <sighs> Run that by me again. The was very silent over there. Hold on. Uh, Chicago is receiving Alexi Lafreniere, a third round pick, and a fifth round pick for in exchange Taves. for Jonathan Taze. So Lafreniere, a third, and a fifth for, for Johnny, Johnny Taze. To be clearly <sighs> honest, I would take it. Oh, yeah. You think so? Yeah, I think I would take it. I thought maybe I was given. I was going to say you're receiving too much. That I just, what I was going to say. Take away a draft pick and you got me set. So maybe like Lafreniere in a third, or Lafreniere in a fifth. Lafreniere in a third. Yeah. Ah. Give me Lafreniere. Or I, maybe bump, I still the, maybe bump the fifth still, down to a sixth or a seventh. I'm still sticking with the third and fifth. Pick. I still you, think you the like third and fifth works. Okay. I'm going to go that, just the third round pick. That one works. All right, Jeffy. All right. Um, this is a trade between the Ducks and the Oilers. Ooh. The Ducks trade Cam Fowler. To the Edmonton Oilers for just for Pilarvi and Philip Rosberg in a first round draft pick. Wow. For Philip for Philip Forsberg. Broberg. Bro oh Broberg. Yeah, I think he's one of their defensemen. So Broberg, Pilarvi, and a first round. In a first round. For Cam Fowler. Isn't Fowler a little bit older? I think that the only thing that would nah. the only thing that would scare me in that trade again is Cam I Fowler's think he's age. Like Twenty-eight. I thought he was closer. I thought he was closer. I got it. I got it. Oh, okay. Cam Fowler is thirty-one. Thirty-one. Okay, he's right, pretty much right in the middle of what we were saying. Yeah. Um, Honestly, if he's that, yeah, I might take it then. Yeah. I, I was thinking Fowler was a little bit older. I think he's. I, I thought I think yeah. Fowler was closer to Crosby's age. Yeah. But I think I would take that then. Yeah, yeah. I'd take it. Um. So I have two more because I had seven. Second to last one that I have is Kel McCarr. For Roman Yossi and a second and a fourth round pick. Kill McCarr for second. Ooh. Ooh. That's actually one of your best. Probably might be your best one, Bobo. Oh. They're both really good. Yes. <laughs> it was almost. A, it was almost a one for one, and I'm like, maybe if I had a, a few. one for one, I would have said no. No. Yeah, was, throw it, throw it then, in those draft picks. And then I was like, I added a few draft for picks. For a second and a. What were so, the draft picks again? So it's Kill McCarr for Roman Yossi and a second and a fourth round pick. So Roman Yossi would be going over. Roman Yossi would be going over with a second and a fourth round. I mean, McCarr is just not human. He's no. not from this planet. <laughs> but Yossi ain't no slouch either. No, I mean Yossi's also a little bit older. Yossi's thirty, also right around that age. I Might think he's a little like bit older. 29. I say he's in his early thirties. Thirty-two. Thirty-two, yeah. But McCarr is also 23, 24. Uh, yeah, he just him. became the youngest like defenseman 24. to win yeah. the Conn's Mife. It's fine. I think they throw in one more pick. One more. You'll see a second, third, and fourth. Okay. I yeah. would, I would say the same thing. It's Add funny because pick. in his NHL pick, he looks like he's 12. McCarr? Yeah, I, yeah he does. He <laughs> looks like he's 12. <laughs> oh my god. Dude, it looks like he's still six years away from growing a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so my go. How many more do you got? I have 
Well, not including this one. I have one, two. I have three more. I have one more. I still have five more. So. So. <laughs> well, I have a question. Do you want me to rattle off my last one and then y'all go around the like circle? Jump, skip Ethan for this one. Let me and Ethan go, or me and Je- me and Jeff go. Okay. Okay. It's just just based on how much we each have left. All right. I have one involving St. Louis and Florida. St. Louis receives Brandon Montour in a third round pick. Florida receives. Ryan O'Reilly in a fifth round pick. Okay. Who was the first one? Brandon Montour in a third round pick. Who the fuck is that? Full, pretty breakout year player this year so far on Florida. Proves how much I follow Florida. <laughs> Great. Um, Montour in a third for O'Reilly in a fifth. I would say take the fifth from O'Reilly. Yeah. I, I would say just O'Reilly for Montour in a third? Yeah. Yeah, I'd I say, agree with them. I'd say. Either that or bump the fifth up to like a third or a fourth. I, I'd say a fourth. I'd say a third I'd, or a fourth. I'd say a third. On the O'Reilly said? Yeah. So like O'Reilly and a third? O'Reilly and a fourth, I think. O'Reilly would be and a bad. fourth for Montour and a third? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Yep. I be. think if it gets bumped to a fourth, I will take the yeah. deal. Yeah, I would yeah. take it that way. Giggity. Um, <laughs> um, let's see here. Another change with the Sharks. Um, this is between the Sharks and the Detroit Red Wings. Well, I'm having any where this is going. The Sharks trade Eric Carlson for a 2025 second round pick. It's a deal. <laughs> deal. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Mike. Mike. A 2026 second round pick. <laughs> he's pulling out his. He's pulling out his Hang credit on. card as we speak, ladies and gentlemen. Ben in on the road and Ben Cheria in a future future prospect in a 2024 third round pick. Are they all getting rid of? Ben Chariot. Okay, I didn't hear the name. Ben Chariot. A, a future prospect pro- and a third round pick for Carlson in a second. Yeah. Take my money. <laughs> take my motherfucking money. <laughs> so you would take the deal then? Oh, fuck yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> of course Ethan would. But is... No, no. All bias aside... Is San Jose giving away too much? What, Carlson in a second? Or a third? A second... What, what Are they giving away too much... For what they're two, getting back. They are two second round draft picks. So, I mean, uh, 2025 and a 2026. I'm just doing. Is uh, what? Is what San Jose is giving to Detroit? Yes. And Eric Carlson? Yes. Take away. One of those picks? Take away one of those picks. And it would have to be a higher. Well, no, it would be a lower pick. I'd say Carlson and a fifth maybe and Chariot and the two picks from Detroit what was it a third and a second it was a just a future prospect and a 2024 third round pick and a third so a prospect Ben Chariot and a and a third round for Eric Carlson (laughs) and two second round draft picks and two seconds I would say I would say just take away one of the second picks. So it would be Eric Carlson in the second for Ben Chariot, future prospect, and a third. And that is, okay. I'm sold. Okay. As much as Ethan would love to see that happen, as much as I would love to see that happen, yeah. I, I don't know. I think there would have to be a, a bigger name than Ben Chariot involved in that. If, I, it were I, maybe I even so, if it were even maybe somebody like 
Robbie Fabry or somebody like that, then that might even seal the deal a little bit okay. more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, I wouldn't give up somebody like Luke Raymond or. That's Elmer why Burley. I say somebody that's been you know some of those put on waivers early this season, Jacob Verana. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 in desperate need of that that yeah, change. If, if that, it were that atmosphere change. Yeah, I mean, so it'd be like Verona, a prospect, and uh, a third round for Carlson and a second. Yeah, I'd be yeah. down with that. Yeah. I'd be a hundred percent down with that. But we have one more. Right? I have one more. Okay. Una Mas. between Pittsburgh and Minnesota. Wonder where this is going. Jake Gensel for Kirill Kaprizov and a third-round pick. Honestly, Minnesota's giving up too much. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're giving up way too much. Gensel is just... I love Jake and make to death. You know, ride or die with that man. My birthday twin. Um, is he really? Dif- different year, but yeah, same birthday. That's I share cool. an exact birthday with Trevor Lawrence to the day. Nice. Um, T-Law. But, um, yeah, but I'm... You buy aside, yeah, that's too much. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I don't think... Jake Gensel is quite as good as Kirill Kaprizov. Okay. I'm also yeah. gonna say no deal on that. Yeah, one. As much no. as I would, that pains Pat, all oh, that hurts me to say, but it's yeah, it's facts. I can't yep, like, my bias to showing. Yeah. So. <laughs> my go. Yep. Yep. I'm out. All right. So we've been tossing around Johnny Taves quite a bit <laughs> yeah. during, during all of this. This one, of course, is between Detroit and Chicago. Chicago is going to receive. Now, I think, I'm going to preemptively say this, I think Detroit is giving too much. But, that's my opinion. Chicago is going to receive Pius Suter, a first, fourth, and a fifth for Johnny Taves. I, I don't, I think... Well, the reason I don't, no, I'm not sure if Chicago would say yes, is they had Suter at one point. Did they? Yeah, Suter started his career over there. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, I personally think Chicago's giving up too much. I do too. I, I would, I, I would take too. away the first or the second round pick, and I'm sold. I think Detroit's giving up. Yeah, Detroit's too much giving just up. because of of Tay's age. Like you said, Tay's is what 35, 36. He's up. Same there. age as Crosby. He's right around there. Uh, let me look. I just, I just think I think Detroit's giving up too much I'm, for I'm, somebody of that I age. I agree. Yeah, I'm gonna say no I, I kind of knew that when I wrote it. I was like, yeah, I think I've given up too much on this one. 34. Okay. He's a little bit younger than I thought. but I figured he was like Flurry's age. Uh, there's one of mine I'm going to end up taking out um, just because I think there's – I think it's too confusing. I'll just raffle it off real quick, but we'll skip it. I said Brendan Lemieux, a second, a fourth, and a fifth going to L.A. Uh, and a, or sorry, going to Philly in exchange for James Van Riemsdyk in a third. Ooh. But I think there was just a little bit too much involved there. I think that one was too complicated. I or do you actually like that one? So it was what Lemieux for Lemieux and how many? What draft picks? A second, fourth, and a fifth. Yeah, a second, a fourth, and a fifth, and Lemieux for JVR in the third. I want to say the f- I want to say the first team's giving too much up too much again. I say I don't even know who Brandon Lemieux plays for. L. A. L. A. He's the one that ch- was biting um, Brady Dechuk last season. Good. 
Yeah, I um, think LA is giving up a touch too much. Like I was saying about, like we were saying about Jeffy's. Take away one of those draft picks, and I think I'm okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I'd have to agree. I w- yeah. Somebody yell with Jeff. Three or four. I'm. Oh, let's see. I have four. Okay. But I want to bounce off of your Brendan Lemieux trade because I kind of did one with him Really? As well. I thought I was going to be the only one that had one involving um, I almost had one. Really? Um, yeah. It's going to be a kind of a 2v2. Um, Brendan Lemieux and a future prospect for Blake Coleman from Calgary for uh, obviously another future prospect. So it's a... Honestly, that's not I a bad... I think ba- that's a pretty easy deal, honestly. Yeah, yeah I don't that's think that a deal. would deserve much, much room for it's, argument. I say it's not a... Big, wouldn't be like crazy big. It's just kind of like this one, one and done kind of things. Uh, so my next one is between the LA Kings and the Vegas Golden Knights. Okay. So going to Vegas, we have Keegan Colsar, a third and a fourth round pick. Vegas is going to receive Victor Arvidsson and a second and a third. Oh. Okay. What was the, what was Vegas, receive again? What was Vegas receiving? Yeah, Victor Arvidsson, a second and a third. L.A. was receiving oh. Keegan Colsar and a third and a fourth. The king, the draft picks. I think the age balances out the age difference. Or sorry, I think I just said that. The age balances out. The experience of Arfidson from Colsar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think the, the younger age of Colsar ba- kind of balances out that experience that Arfidson has. But, <clears throat> yeah, that's a tough one. It's dra- those draft picks. Uh, what were the draft picks for Vegas? Uh, Vegas is receiving second and third. Okay. Okay. LA is receiving a third and a fourth. I w- I'd say deal. Personally, I'd say deal. I think I'd also say I'm going to say deal as well. Yeah. Yay! I finally got a deal on one of mine. Because um, <laughs> I know we're getting pretty high on time. I think I'm just going to choose two of my last three here. Um, one, I, I had Ryan O'Reilly involved in the second one. I didn't even realize that, so I think I'm just going to take that one out. Um, but I have one involving the Islanders in Detroit. This one is kind of just a straight-up two players for two players. I think Ethan might hate me for this one, but... Tyler Bertuzzi and Alex Nedeljkovic in exchange for Simeon Varlamov and Brock Nelson. Ooh. Ooh, fuck. Honestly, I don't hate you as much. I actually really like that one. So it was what? uh, Varlamov and Nelson for Bertuzzi and Nedeljkovic. Ooh, fuck. Um... Honestly, honestly, I would say deal. <coughs> yep. I, I would let him go because and here, here, here's the simple fact: Brock Nelson, got a lot of experience in the league. Bertuzzi's still fairly young, and he'll be able to grow and stuff like that. But <coughs> oh my god! Now you got me thinking about seeing fucking Farlamov between the pipes and the Motor City. So then it would be Villa Huso, 
Semyon Varlamov, and Magnus Helberg. Oh my god. Oh my fucking god. Yeah, deal. Like, that's yeah. a, the, honestly, that's a bigger, that is a harder deal than the Eric Carlson trade. Yeah. Easily. No, no. I'm also going to say deal. Now that I think about it, yeah, that's yeah. a deal. That's, that's pretty, pretty beautiful. Um, this is between Philly and St. Louis. Philly trades Scott Layton. Layton? Scott Lofton, yeah, I believe it is. Yeah, Lofton. In a 2025 fourth-round pick and a 2027 third-round pick for Vladimir Tarasenko and a future prospect, a 2026 first-round pick and a 2027 second-round pick. Holy it's shit. A, I, think I think St. Louis, think St. Louis this, is giving up too much. I was, this when one. I was writing this one, I think I was thinking St. Louis was gonna was giving up. This too. one bite me. I'm gonna be bossing this one. I love Tarasenko. I don't want to see him go to Philly. No, no. I'm sorry. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm no, no, this no. is the one that I'm gonna let my bias get yeah. out of me on. No, I don't well, want Tarasenko go to that I, shitty city. The only reason I'm saying no is because St. Louis is giving up way that's, too fucking. Like when, when I was writing, that's way when too I was writing much. this. I was like, I was thinking for Lofton, yeah, for Lofton and a couple picks. No, yeah, I was thinking it was gonna be too much. They were giving up. Get in. You got one more. I have two more. Two more. Well, including this one, I have two more. Um, So the next one I have is between the New York Rangers and the Tampa Bay Lightning. And it is the only one-for-one trade that I have. The New York Rangers are going to receive Corey Perry. Colin would be happy. Tampa Bay Lightning, Barclay Goudreau. I mean, seeing that he was already there as well, he's pretty much just going back to Tampa. Um, I mean, honestly... For Katy Perry. Honestly, I might have to say deal, being he's already familiar with the atmosphere, atmosphere, familiar with the crowd, familiar with everything in that area. You know, he might have to adjust to a new to new line mates or new... Another, just, again, going back to the age thing is what scares me. I'm going to say... Corey Perry's, what, 35, 36? Who? Corey Perry? Perry. Berkeley Goudreau is still pretty young, if I'm not mistaken, like 28, um, 29... Corey Perry is 37. 37, and Goodrow is only 29. I'm going to say no deal on this one. Yeah. That's fair. That's just the age scares me again. Because like, Ethan only had two left, so he has one more. I guess I'll just do uh, my other one real quick, the one that I was going to get rid of, the other one involving O'Reilly. I'll just raffle it off really quick. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly goes to Boston in a, with a fourth and a sixth round pick in exchange for David Krejcic, a third and a fourth. I'd actually take that deal. I'd take so that. Krejci, a third and a fourth, going to St. Louis for O'Reilly, fourth and a sixth. But oh, I, yeah, I'd, I take, it. I'd take it. Okay. I'd take it. That's solid. Jeff? Um, this is between the Coyotes and the Kings. The Coyotes trade Yako Churchin for, um, LA Kings, for an L.A. King future prospect. So, so Churchin would be going to L.A.? Yes. And then they would just receive a future prospect. Mm, yeah, no deal. I'm gonna say no deal. Yeah, no. no deal. If it were maybe a player in a future prospect, then I would consider it. Yeah. So, I don't know if you'll know either of these names. You probably will, but I mainly aim this one at him. So, this is between the New York Islanders and the Nashville Predators for my last one. Nashville is going to receive. Anders Lee. New York Islanders are going to receive Mark Jankowski in a second round. 
Repeat it, I'm sorry. So Nashville is going to receive Anders Lee. The Islanders are going to receive Mark Jankowski in a second. No deal. Right at the bat. Mark Jankowski's a, a 13th forward at best. <laughs> I'm that's, also, a no, that's a no deal right I'm off the bat. I'm also going to say no deal. Mark Jankowski can't even regularly make a lineup. You're gonna that's fair. Trade a team captain as Anders Lee for him? No. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> that might be one of the worst we've heard tonight. Good. And no. Or as most people would say, that's a negative Ghost Rider. <laughs> and my final one, pretty quick one, Vancouver, I actually did this backwards, um, going to Boston is Thatcher Demko, going to Vancouver is Jeremy Swayman, a second and a third. I actually like that one. I do too. I actually, actually I really like that one. Having, oh, having Demko and Olmark. Ooh. 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 Now that it, but now at the that same time, Demko was... Was it Demko? Yeah. Yeah, Demko has been in Boston before, too. So. Has he? I don't think he has. I thought he was. Hold on, hold on. I thought he started I thought he started his whole career with Vancouver. Jeffy might have me on this one, I'm not sure. Um, he was drafted 2014 by Vancouver, second round, six pick, 36th overall. Okay, okay I, I don't know. Wow, why he's was, fucking young, too. I don't know why I was thinking he was like 20, with Boston. 25? 27. Yeah, okay. Hmm. Um, hold on, uh, hold on. All right, and Jeffy, raffle off your last one real quick. This is just a one off, um, a one for one deal. The Pittsburgh Penguins trade Casper Kapman to the Dallas Stars for Mason Marshman. Ooh. Honestly? Not I bad. like that. Yeah. I, I like that. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, team. honestly, I think Casper Captain, he's just he's one of those he's just a change of scenery away from being a great player. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Absolutely. Marchman is the same way. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I'd Jeffy is a hundred percent correct. Or no, he's not. I am sorry. <laughs> I am I thought No, I no, he's been pretty much with Vancouver his okay. whole okay. career. I, that's what we all thought. I like that one, Jeff. Yeah, I would take that. I do, too. That, that's a good one to end it. Yeah, that's yeah, a good I one like to end that for sure. One. So. All right. All right, moving on to our finale weekly, as always. Score predictions. Monday, we had Florida versus the New York Rangers. Final score of that game was 6-2 to two Rangers. Kyle is the only one not getting a single point because he said Florida. Um, and nobody else is getting anything more than one because they didn't get the score differential correctly. Uh, but everybody else is getting one point. Uh, Tuesday, we had Anaheim and Arizona. Final score of that game. 5-2, to two, Anaheim. I said 4-2! to two. God damn it! Bobo's the only one not getting a point. He said Arizona. Um, Jeffy will get two points for the goal differential. And Kyle will get one point for having the correct score. As uh, if Jeffy good. needs it. <laughs> so That's alright. From Thursday, we had Tampa Bay and Boston. Final score, 3-2, to two, Tampa Bay. Kyle and Bobo, the only two getting points, as they both said Tampa Bay. <laughs> Bobo got the <laughs> score Bobo, you're still down by seven points. Sean. I know. <laughs> he put me off because I was the only one who got it wrong, so I'm a lot right, of fun. And up. also, or no, sorry, not also, but on Friday, we had Florida versus L.A. Final None score of, of that, where the hell is that? I was going to skip to today, not last Friday. No. Okay, no, I was right. I'm stupid. Friday, Florida and LA. Final score was four to three, LA. 
not in overtime, but Ethan said 4-3 LA in overtime, so he's still going to get the three points for having the exact score correct. Uh, everybody else is getting... Everybody else is getting two for having the winner and the score differential correct. So wow. everybody else is getting two. Ethan got three from the exact score. So Ethan comes on top, or ties, with the most points got this week with five. We all did really well this week. Yeah, we did. Ethan got five, Jeffy got five, I got four, and Bobo even got four. Hi. That's. Yeah. We're going to yeah. go back, write down our new games here, and write down our new predictions. Be right back. All right, starting off with our games of the week. I got Sunday, January 29th, so that's um, between the Boston Bruins and the Carolina Hurricanes. Boston is 38-6-5, and, and Carolina is 31-9-8. Holy shit. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to say Boston 4-3. Okay. Overtime. Boston 4-3? Overtime? Yeah. Hmm. Being they're at home, give me Carolina. 3-2 overtime. Okay. Ethan. I'm going to say, I'm going to join Jeffy and say Boston as well, but I think it's going to be a pretty low-scoring game. I'm going to say 2-1 regulation. Okay. I... Join the dark side. Come on. You know you won't do. You know how many times I've done that and it's fucked me over? And I've gotten four <laughs> points this week. I don't want to hear it. Ooh, wow. I know. First time I think getting more than three. So impressive. Right. I know. Um, no, I'm going Boston. Um, watch. This will be the one week where it bites me in the ass. <laughs> Another um, one bites at us. I'm going to say 4-3 in regulation. And okay. I'm going to say 4-2 Boston in regulation. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Just so you guys are aware, for those of you that don't already know, that have been listening forever and still don't know, we do record on Saturday nights now. I know we originally did Saturdays. Last season changed to Sundays. And a couple weeks into this season changed back to Saturdays. So obviously, tomorrow night's game is Sunday. This doesn't go up live until Monday. So you guys are obviously already going to know the scores of Sunday's game. But, yeah, just want to throw that out there. Yeah. So Monday and night. Fair, and we chose Sunday, too, because with the All-Star break. There's not, not a whole lot of games to choose from. So. Uh, yeah. So, Monday, we have... The St. Louis Blues and the Winnipeg Jets. I don't know the stats on. St. Louis is 23, 24, and 3. Winnipeg is 31, 19, and 1. Okay. Thank you, Jeff. Um, give me Winnipeg. Give me Winnipeg 4 1. Okay. Um. I'm going to join Ethan, give me Winnipeg, but I'm going to go 5-3. I think it's going to be a little bit of a more high-scoring game. Joffrey. I'm going to say St. Louis, 2-1. Okay. So low scoring. Regulation? Yeah. I'm going to keep Jeffy in the minority in this one. I think Winnipeg is going to eat Jordan Bennington alive, whether or not he starts this game. They're going to eat him alive, even if he's on the bench. <laughs> I'm going to say 4 nothing Winnipeg. Wow. Wow. Big SO here. I'm not going to say the word because it'll jinx it, but yeah. Um, Tuesday, January 31st, the Ottawa, Saturday, the Ottawa Senators and the Montreal Canadiens. Ottawa sitting at 23, 23, and threes. Holy shit, that's a lot of threes. 
Montreal sitting at 20, 26, and 4. Honestly, for as much problems and injuries as Montreal is facing, that record is not, not terrible. terrible. No, uh-uh. That's not awful. And being that even both teams being considered, I would even consider them basement teams sitting at 500. That's really not bad. Like, to, Ottawa being in 23, yeah. 20, 23. Yeah, Jesus Christ. 23, 23, <laughs> and 20, 3. 23, 23, and 3. Wow. Jesus Christ, that's a lot of threes. They might, as well just, might as well just lose the next 20 in overtime and be 23, 23, and 23. See, no, here's what they do. They retire the number 3 for every time we have to say 3 tonight. <laughs> just because of that, okay. give me Ottawa 3-1. 3-1, Ottawa? Yep. I want to keep the threes rolling. Keep them rolling. Keep the threes rolling. Come on, keep them rolling. Three tied. Keep the threes rolling. I was debating on saying it. No. Uh, <laughs> give me. I'm gonna say. Ottawa four three. Another three. Regulation. Yes. Okay. Jeffrey. I'm also gonna say Ottawa three to one. <laughs> Another three. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck all of you. I'm saying Montreal. <laughs> no, um, I am saying Ottawa. 5 3. Ottawa's going to win. At a 3. At 2 a three. nothing. Oh, a shutout. What a party pooper. I'm getting two shutouts. And finally, big game to look forward to right before the All Star break. The Boston Bruins visiting their best friends, Toronto. Uh, Boston obviously tw- 38 6 and 5. Toronto is 30 12 and 6. 30 12 and 8, sorry. Obviously, the number might change a little bit between the games this week. Um, I am going to say Toronto takes this one. Actually gives Steve Dangle some hope. Um, I'm going to say f- I'm gonna say this one's going to be a high scoring. I'm going to say like 6-4 Toronto. Okay. I'm going to say Toronto 7-5. So another high wow. scoring. So it's another football game. Not quite. Not quite. Few, uh, I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna go with Boston, but I'm gonna say Boston seven six in overtime. Oh, have another another one of those, and Bobo. Oh man, Boston plays meaner when they're away. Give me Bean Town six five OT. Raw. Hi. For this one. All right. At the end of this week, Kyle remains in lead at 37. Jeffy at a close second at 35. Ethan in a close third at 33. And Bobo, honestly, still not out of it. Kind of kept, kept kept with us this week at 29. Mm. <laughs> 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 it's gonna come down to like. It's gonna come down like the last final weeks. It's gonna at least come down to at least the last two weeks. Yes. Determine who's gonna be sure. our winner. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. If y'all aren't already following us on all of our social media, whether that be Twitter, now Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. If you're not following us on Spotify, you haven't rated us five stars yet. What the hell are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? That's all we got to say. Get her done. Yeah, just do it. Be like fucking Toe Mater and get her done! Get her done! (laughs) Hell yeah, but yeah. That's all, guys. Thank you so much. We appreciate the support. We love you guys. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Have a great night. See you next week. See ya. Bye-bye. Deuces.